During our 13th night rule, I had a total blast uh, having a long conversation with Napoleon the Legend. Very interesting fellow, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, getting a chance to talk with him for the hour. So I know all of you will enjoy the conversation very much as well. We talked about politics and art, among other topics. It was great to have uh, a long conversation with him uh, after following his work uh, just as a fan for so long. And uh, yeah, it's a very, uh, very unique conversation that I think uh, has a lot of insightful moments. So I'm sure you'll all enjoy it very much. For today's intro, we will be listening to Koshimaharu's Image. And for the outro, we will be listening to the same artist. This song is called Paralisma. So without any further ado, welcome to Night Rule. Uh, welcome one, welcome all. We are on our 13th night rule, ladies and gentlemen, friends of all types and from all places. I'm so pleased to be joined today by Napoleon de Legend. He's an Afrobeat and uh, hip hop artist based out of Brooklyn, but um, with a perspective that uh, spans multiple continents. Uh, he's uh, joining us today from, uh, from Berlin. Is that, uh, is that correct? Yeah, for sure. What brings you to? Um, we had a previous a previous podcast guest on here said that the that Berlin has a, a and he had said he, he he said this with the caveat that he had never actually fact checked it, but that it didn't stop him from repeating it that Berlin as a city has a bigger budget devoted to the arts than like all of America. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, you're you're <laughs> you're Europe at I don't know for a fact, but I wouldn't doubt it, man. It's a different it's a different way of governing. It's a different mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like. Um, in France, I'm, I, I know they have more budgets for like art associations and things like that, too. So it's just it's more like an European uh, way of doing things, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and there's uh, there's there's, you know, there's pluses and minuses to it, but it's a totally different scale of, uh, of funding. Um, hope you're having a good time out there. I know it's a really fun town. Um, I hope uh, you haven't been too worried that um, the United States of America would uh, would go under while you were overseas. I mean, it must be a crazy thing to watch from uh, far away the events of this last week. Yeah, I mean, uh, it 
it's like it's crazy to watch and it's not surprising at the same time you know it's like For okay sure. now we're actually seeing that seeing the the, the manifestation and materialization of what we probably have warned people would happen if you went that route and if you let things like that go thinking that Oh, it's just gonna be four years, or it's just gonna be eight years, and then we're just gonna people are gonna wake up. Nah, like there's damage being done throughout this time, and this was like the culmination of everything. It 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 is wild to see, man. It's wild to see. It's sad at the same time, because oh, yeah, extremely sad. It's um, you know, it's like how how could you have a a a, a country run normally and run in a healthy manner when people. I don't know what to expect week by week. And like, we've been living like that for so long. And then you add COVID to it and you add a lot of isolation and social distancing to it. It's, it's, it's a recipe for, for a lot of uh, heartache, a lot, a lot of despair, a lot of mental illness, depression, everything. It's just not healthy as a, as, as a whole. Yeah. And all of the above feeding into potentially like political strife, you know, I mean, people are caught up in bizarre online conspiracy theories. There's these media bubbles where really, and you know, like a lot of people, I'm not the first one to talk about it, but a lot of people reference things like, uh, you know, the former Yugoslavia, how before it broke up, there was two media spheres and it would tell people who to hate and that's all they believed. And, uh, and I, in a lot of ways, I think the U S is, is in that place right now. And it's, it's pretty scary because even even as sad as it was to see the, the events on Wednesday, and I think there's a lot of arguments to be made about why, but what's really truly sad about it on multiple levels. But, you know, if you go online, and I, I recommend everyone not to go online, we should all avoid going online as much as possible right now. But a lot of right-wing people just still believe the exact, like all kinds of ridiculous stuff. Like they have, they're completely impervious to any rational, uh, you know, kind of just discourse at this point. Exactly. What's, what scares me on top of that is a lot of apolitical people, people that don't follow politics or anything, they're exposed to all of this too. And they don't even understand what they're listening to and what they're following. And I deal with that more. And it's, it's, it's very frustrating for me being a hip hop artist. So I have a lot of, obviously a community of, of peers and friends and people in that industry. And Many of them are apolitical, don't follow politics, but find themselves having to chime into these to these events and things like that. And the takes I'm hearing and the it's 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 alarming because they're they're taking the bait, which which I think that the right wings and, and the culture warriors are so good at promoting is that visceral react you know reactionary. Um, uh, you know, reactionary things that, that that they do to promote. And I see a lot of people take the, them on and people that I know are not into politics at all. And it's it's, it's very sad to see pe people being polarized and without even knowing it. You know what I mean? It's one yeah. thing for people yeah. to be like, this is why I'm a conservative and this is why I'm a right winger or this is, but people who are not even into politics are like, yeah, you know, I'm with that. Oh no! They don't, it's, even uh, know, they don't even know why they're reacting like that. Oh, it's it's some of the most you can just see how it's some of the most fertile ground for a fascistic 
uh, kind of society right. if, if people are convinced that in their political views they're actually apolitical or they they have like they view almost politics itself as apolitical because I like fascism is kind of a weird it's a quasi form of politics in my mind you know it's there's things that's based on things like cults of personality and um, collaboration between industry and government and and violence and and uh, obviously making uh, kind of like straw men out of certain groups and blaming all the ills of society on them it's it's a hodgepodge of different factors and I, I think I mean you cannot you can when when fucking Donald Trump gives a speech where he's like we have to be strong we have to show strength let's march there right now and then e even if it was a ridiculous pathetic you know stupid attempt at political theater for the most part although there was a lot of different elements uh at, on the scene that day um you know that it, it is a moment of fascism in America, ultimately, or at least like, as uh, Professor Adnan Hussein put it on episode 12, he basically said it's, uh, you know, history repeating itself uh, first as farce. And then as like, because Mark said that it, it's first tragedy, then farce, but Adnan uh, Hussein reversed it. He said, this time we're seeing it as farce, and this could be a dress rehearsal for something much, much worse down the line. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, never thought I would witness something like that happen. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a sad moment. I think there's opportunity that comes from it. And, you know, I won't always want to keep an optimistic point of view. And, and, and um, with the, the fact that we could rally around um, our ideals and, and, and the, the fact that things are shaken up, maybe I, I, I would hope like uh, we, we could get more uh, more people uh, to 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 open their eyes onto what the government should be doing and what it should not be doing. Uh, but what what saddens me is that the cult of personality and of celebrity that that is like out of control in in, in America and obviously is exported throughout the whole world now. But in America, even more like. I'm thinking like I'm, I'm like let's say in Germany I'm, I'm looking at Angela Merkel I'm watching mm -hmm. some of her speech I'm, I'm seeing her tone how she's talking it's it's pretty straightforward kind of boring politics so to speak mm -hmm. but it's 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 governance they like the the, the, government, the country has some problems but but it's working and I I I rather I rather that personally than be in a place where it's just who is the most popular, most outrageous, most 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 super charismatic person who takes the helm, and and then God forbid it, it, it's somebody with the personality traits of a Trump, who is totally out of control and totally nuts, and 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 having a whole, being able to convince and having a platform and a pulpit, to and able to convince tens of millions of people to follow him. I mean, that that's the thing that it, it comes to, like whether you agree or not, like with somebody or, or their politics, it, it's, it's, it's really, it's, we're, we're like living in a giant cult over here and it's happening also on the left. And I, I, I don't like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like the fact that some people are being emboldened because just, just for the fact that they're charismatic, and, 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 and it, it, it works, it works because that, I think that's what people want right now. People wanna be entertained. People wanna feel things and things like that. But um, 
Well, people are so far gone. They're so they've been pushed so far to the brink that yeah, like a game show host or like a YouTube host that they can just kind of glom onto that makes them feel something. Right. Um, it's is some is you know whatever what it's what's available in place of like a more uh, actual form of salvation or or something. It's like if, if that's all you have, it's it's definitely a bad sign. We've reached that point, but we are definitely at that point. But I think. You know, I think Bernie Sanders had a really good point when he said, not me, us, you know, and I think right. any kind of serious left wing coalition, and I, I don't really even call myself a left, a, a leftist, like I, I jokingly call myself a Bolshevik, like, but any right. kind of progressive agenda to actually, you know, get the people that need it the most uh, as much help as they can get socially, um, however you want to term it, you know, uh, universally. Well, if we were to follow somebody somebody like bernie sanders is is a responsible person he's like a very rare type of leader or person at that at, at that level who you just feel how sensible he is and how human he is that's very rare when it comes to politicians you know yeah. what i'm saying like he's he's one in a million he's like a a Tom, thomas sankara like these people don't come along that often you know and more often than not when we start following somebody like a Bernie, it ends up being like a, you know, like a, like a crazy person or somebody that's 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 uh, thirsty for power, and mm. and that's that's the problem. But human beings tend to fall in, in, into these traps. Yeah, I think American politics is particularly um, bound up in it uh, a little bit more than than most places for sure. Although I mean, politics can be kind of a personality cult, uh, kind of arena probably anywhere that there is, I mean, there is a difference. I feel like a lot of, I feel like if we can just thread the needle of having people, you know, there's a difference between charismatic leadership and a personality cult or, um, you know, some, some kind of authoritarian personality. Like I, I feel like in the future, it's, it's very much possible in my mind that AOC or someone in that group is going to have a, a is going to accomplish threading that needle of, of being a charismatic leader, but not having a cult of personality built around them in the same way. Probably so. I mean, she 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 kind of has that, and, and look, look, I I see her, you know, having like a lot of promise for the future. You know what I'm saying? And and I, yeah, I like I like AOC a lot. You know, the thing is, you know, it's like you think you you think that 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 uh, people in Britain would would, would would be ready to die for Boris Johnson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe not. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, and I, my court in France, it's a little more of that because Sarkozy was kind of wanting to be like a superstar with the model oh, girlfriend and stuff. Macron, is a, he, he loves the spotlight too, but. Macron is such a troll though. Like what's, what's Macron's like approval rating right now? It's like still 15%. Like it can't be above 20%. Like they hate him there, don't they? Yeah, they, no, they, they absolutely hate him. I, yeah. I, I, there's no way he could bring that up. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't even know when the elections are in France, but no, nah, he, the, his credibility is shot. Um, people over there are angry with the government. French people, like, they, they get angry anyways, and they like to rally behind things and the way um, they're, they're fed up. They're fed up with Macron. But Macron, he's, he's a tool. Like, he's such a tool. Oh, he the, didn't deliver on an, any of his promises. Banker, dude, like, I mean, you just can see him in, like, a mutual fund boardroom meeting and just like fuck this guy come on give me a break that's that's exactly what he is he's a product yeah. of that elitism you know top schools like the equivalence of the harvards and the ivy league schools and then the technocratic you know uh 
guy in the, in the right circles of society who who made it to the top. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then he, I think he like married his math teacher or something. She's like 20, 30, 40 years as old. His senior. yeah, I mean, I mean, no, I, not. I, I mean, that's fine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, doubt that she's like the brains behind his whole operation. You know what I'm mm, saying? He mm. Probably, he probably got with her because she, you know, they had a plan and they executed it right, but. He's not, he's not for the people. He's not really quote unquote of the people, you know? Mm. No, sir, <laughs> definitely not. Um, uh, but I'll take, I'll take Merkel. My main point is I'll take Merkel over Macron any day of the week. Um, Same even if, even if she is a kind of a, you know, she's a center, right? Christian Democrat, like, but like, whatever she, you're, you're absolutely right. Like she's off, she's like a real governor, so to speak. Um, but to bring things back to uh, the States, I mean, assuming we survive the next, uh, you know, seven to 10 days or whatever. I mean, obviously, you know, they couldn't give anybody uh, even in one day to celebrate the, the Georgia Senate results and whatnot. Um, I think I think the question really now is how we best or how, how people best exert pressure on the Biden administration to get the most out of them, um, given that they do have, I mean, it's not exactly uh, ironclad control of all three branches with yeah. people like Joe Manchin in the picture and whatnot. But, um, yeah. you, you know, considering the, the, the cartoonish level of need out there um, economically in terms of healthcare, in terms of all kinds of things, uh, you figure you would be able to peel off a few Republicans for a few votes on things. Um, like, how do, how do you see um, that kind of that kind of all playing out? What do you what do you think the kind of levers that people should be thinking the most about are? Uh, I think I think that we should be very opportunist, uh, opportunistic uh, with the, the two wins in Georgia, because Georgia is a perfect example how nobody really expected it to go blue, except for a few people that were are actually on the field. And the fact that it was flipped, it says a lot. And how it was flipped too. Like the fact that Biden was promising people $2,000 and it actually seemed to have worked i mean they they brought it home it's we have to we have to that that should be the example of we should use that opportunistically as an example as to how them should go forward and 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 what biden should do because for example with that promise of biden if biden doesn't deliver on that like the democrats are it's really bad for them messaging wise credibility wise and everything else i think that should be the example um, for Democrats to see like, look, we have to deliver material benefits for people. Like we not only promising, we have to deliver and it works and we could do what we did in Georgia and replicate it in other places. And uh, I, 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 think that's, I think that's the way to go is, is to really use that as an example. Is like, look, we, we brought these homes, they were un home, it was unlikely and it, it was, um, these things work. People, the popular policies that, that are progressive are what people want. And, and we have to we have to be open to them. And I'm sorry, I'm talking, of course we that that's what we want, but I'm saying that the more of the, the centrist donor, big donor Democrats need to need to get in line. And we have to keep pressuring them and tell them like if you want to keep your seats, you're gonna have to deliver. And I think there should be like as much specificity in a lot of the demands because like. I mean, it's really a shame if people choose this time to kind of take their foot off the gas and say, okay, well, you know, we finally got the Republicans out. Now we can kind of, you know, 
I mean, the cliche is that just get back to brunch and whatnot, but um, right. I mean, from my perspective, and of course, you know, I'm just a couch potato slacker who's, who's got a microphone, so I can't exactly like claim any kind of moral authority on it, but ultimately, like if people aren't, don't have the attitude that the now is the time to engage 10 times more and because they have 10 times more power to exert and influence to exert over, you know, a, a, quite frankly, a pretty weak Biden administration, you know, we're crazy. Like we, we now have people where we can say, look, we want DC statehood. We want universal voter registration. We want you to entrench this advantage as much as possible right now, because we all remember fucking 2008 and not getting a, a damn thing when the Democrats yeah. controlled all three branches, you know, for a full, whatever it was, 18 months. Like it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty actually beneficial to still have that, that memory, that recent memory of, the Democrats finally having control and, and doing fuck all with it, right? I mean, I think so. Well, they, 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 they have to, like, I didn't like what Biden said recently about after the things. I know he's trying to sound presidential and he's trying to sound, but you already won the election. Now, it's, don't try to cozy up to all these Republicans, like, stop that. Like, bipartisanship, it's not the vibe right now. It's not, it's not what's gonna work. And, we, and the, the Democrats failed, uh, fell flat in their face and ha got betrayed so many times. We saw how ruthless Mitch McConnell was about pushing his agendas. That has to be the type of approach that Democrats adopt. Because oh, yeah. at, 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 at the end of the day, it's, it's for the people, it's for the survival of the planet. I'm talking, you're Green New Deal, Minimum wage. You're talking about vote, vote, uh, universal uh, voter rev registration. All these things have to be put in place. We have to pack the courts. All of that. I mean, uh, I, I think it's we have to keep the the pedal to the metal. And now is time. Now is the time, because people are still on edge. People are still receptive. People realize that they're in a crisis. The country's in a crisis, and we have to remind them that we're in a crisis. And, and, and I think it, it, that will keep people from going back to brunch <laughs> or whatever they, or whatever that expression is, you know? Yeah, well, the brunch places are all closed. So like, <laughs> this, well, yeah. yeah, good luck, you know? I mean, it's true. Like the crisis itself is a huge opportunity in that sense as well, because yeah, but it'll be, it's so hard to deny. And also shit like this fucking, this bullshit on Wednesday and the, the ridiculous kind of white supremacist pageantry of it all is like, how, do, you, do you think that's gonna change how people take to the streets in the future? I mean, just the 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 bald face, disgusting hypocrisy of, of these, this predominantly white group just being allowed to run roughshod around with goddamn twist ties and Molotov cocktails because the cops are just like, eh, you know, they're probably not gonna kill us all. So we'll just let them in, I guess, you know? I mean, I, you know, look, I'm I'm curious. I mean, I I read I believe uh, earlier today that the FBI is investigating it, and I don't know if you heard. There's another cop who committed suicide. No, I didn't hear about that. Is that the, the sixth fatality now? Yeah, probably. But wow. he committed suicide a day or two after the fact, which I don't know what's the reason behind that. But like. There's a lot of shadiness that 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 goes with 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 that, you know. I I know that uh, I I I wonder what went on because I yeah. just don't understand how you could storm a Capitol building without without some sort of help from the inside. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. in the in the post 9/11 era, era, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, 
you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, there have been examples of this kind of thing. Like the, I remember the Indian parliament being stormed um, maybe about 10, 15 years ago. And that was major news. And it, it does happen. It's happened in history. But in terms of the United States being, you know, the global hegemon spending 10 times as much as everyone else on defense and security, and everyone just being told, oh, you know, we got to you take off your shoes and give up all your civil liberties. We just have to make sure, you know, single, you know, meanwhile, like, you know, if they'd gotten one fucking real terrorist or intelligence op like officer in there, they could have brought down the fucking functioning like U.S. government, for God's sake. Like, it's insane. Right. I, I mean, mean it, yeah, I mean, I, 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 what do you mean? Like, by, by your question, like when people protest, um, are they going to protest differently now? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I almost feel like, I mean, it's, I feel bad saying it in a weird way because I think, you know, I've, I've, I've been involved in protests at various points. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of respect for people that, that participate in that. I don't want people to think that I'm discouraging it, but right, like right. when you see, when you see how, when you see how the cops both didn't react to this to this event and how they reacted to previously event to previous events like it just it makes me wonder if people are going to think you know what like yes it'll, we want to be in the streets when when the moment is right but maybe we just need to be like in our communities organizing and maybe we need to be involved in in organizational activism as opposed to like street activism because like but i'm i'm, I'm conflicted about it because i don't I, I think you know i don't i don't want anyone to feel like they shouldn't that, that there's no point in getting out on the street but when you see these yahoos getting, you know, the red carpet treatment. And meanwhile, like, I'm sure we all know people who are like traumatized from getting their heads fucking cracked open uh, by like a riot baton, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's still, we just seen the exception to the rule and we have seen how the hypocrisy of America, when, you know, some protesters um, like the, the one of the biggest protests happened after the George Floyd, and it was uh, very well. Um, um, how you call that? It was justified. People were mad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this kept happening. It's yeah. kept it, it's kept happening for years. It keeps happening. It's still happening. And we saw the repression, like cops mowing people down, people hit with rubber bullets, people killed people, and and then you see this this thing happening. That's what I'm saying. Like, like we really, uh, America. Part of my French showed his ass, you know, to everybody. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. whole world, the whole world is seeing it. It's yeah. not like, like this whole image of ex American exceptionalism, this and that, and a third. America really has to. We really have to to question, you know what's going on and, and, and change, is, change is gonna have to happen. And I think it's easier to make the case now more than ever. It's like, I, 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 we already dropped the ball by, by not letting somebody like Bernie Sanders do, which was once in a lifetime type candidate. And, but now we do have somebody, the thing with Biden, and I'm not a Biden fan at all, but I feel like he's more malleable than, than you know, he's malleable. Like we're, mm. we could make some gains if, if, we, if we do it the right way, if we put the right pressure, if we make the right case. I think so too, yeah. Because I think some of his decisions, he's gonna do, you know, put his, you know, be, be heavy, you know, behind the corporations and everything. Like he's always been, but he's, he's also pragmatic in a way. Sometimes he does make the right decisions. Like 
when I, I they asked him about the crime, crime bill, the, the last, uh, I don't know if it was a town hall, he said it was a mistake. Then he, he he's talked about the $2,000 checks, things like that. I, I think there's some sort of common sense somewhere in his head and, and, and we need to take advantage of that a hundred percent. I think he's good. You know, the squad is a little bigger. There's some new people in the Congress. They're very energetic. They're very outspoken. And we, we have to ride that wave. Yeah. And I think also, I mean, further to that point, I think, you know, Biden is surrounded right now by probably, you know, some pretty keyed in political operators that know, you know that their their asses are on the line if they fuck up too hard. So if 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 they can see that the their base is at the gates demanding X Y and Z or else, and they're specific in those demands and they're specific in what and how they're backing those demands up, um, you know they're political operatives. They're gonna do whatever you know keeps their keeps their careers alive ultimately. And yeah, the two thousand exactly. dollar checks. Like Joe Joe Biden. I mean, someone else said it. Like Joe Biden should be allowed to put a fucking hologram of his face on. That each one of those checks you know with like a little sure. like button you can push to say yeah thank, <laughs> thank you very much for your support um i wanted to ask you as well because i know um you've uh i think i think it'll be kind of uh salient to the discussion like you've been involved with uh, a lot of uh like work with uh youth in brooklyn and the and the surrounding area um yeah. i think it's probably like a pretty unique experience for a lot of people, like potentially a lot of my listeners might not have the advantage of um, working with uh, with real life people in the real life world, you know, like 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 myself, I'm sure they spend most of their day on the internet um, only like vaguely remembering what, uh, what an actual real quote unquote life is like. But I mean, when, when you look at these kinds of questions and you say like, okay, well, you know, we want people to, we want to be able to engage people that, that maybe are non-voters, maybe are apolitical, maybe there are young people, for example, who are dejected and don't really have much faith in the system or and don't really see much reason to engage with it um, with any kind of energy. Um, like, how do you think, how do you think these kinds of political movements could get through to, to the, to kind of the youth of today, especially ones that might be in communities that are struggling for one reason or another? I mean, it could easily get through. Nobody, like, it's all about engaging people. A, a lot of time, nobody's talking, nobody's making that the effort. That that's why organizing, even at a small scale, if funding was available, it it's it's a lot easier. But it's just about speaking and talking to people, and um, explaining it to them because they're not getting this these type of met this this message from from most of what they're they're doing they're probably not getting it at home some of some of them are most of them are not that they're probably consuming entertainment most of the time but we whether it's you know netflix whether it's youtube whether it's music and they're not that's keeping them not engaged for the most part unless they're very enlightened and very curious so i, I think it's important to engage them in different ways, uh, whether it's, uh, I've worked doing hip hop workshops, like music is a great thing because music, it puts, it brings people together. Like I, I realized when, when, when I first started like doing tours in Europe, I would go in rooms where people's language, English wouldn't be people's first language or some people didn't even speak English. And 
if you if if you're doing it right, if the the the, the it's the right night and the people are there, like by the end you feel like everybody in the room is one. Mm. And so it's a magical thing, you know, like, and you get that when you perform. And it's the same thing when I go in a classroom with kids and I do a hip hop workshop or I go, I go into prisons and with with, with some of the youth and we do a hip hop workshop. You, you bring people together, you allow them to express themselves. And through that, you could teach them something like I could play. uh, I remember playing um, a dead press song about propaganda for the kids. And we talk about it. Just the fact that it's through a vehicle of hip hop, it makes it a lot more palatable. And and, 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 and it's something that they can have fun with and, and they can see, oh, like we, we could express through hip hop. We don't have, we could, we, we could have fun, but sometimes we could talk about different things and you could bring ideas and, and, and things like that. My boy, John Robinson is also a talented rapper who works with kids. He freestyles like history lessons. And so he, he teaches, cause some people, people learn different ways. Some people just don't learn by reading a book or having things just said to them. Some people mm-hmm. use music. I know I learned a lot through hip hop because I would listen to some rappers and they would say certain things and then it would hit me or I would go look it up. So I think with, with, with the way I work, like music, and it, there's a lot of ways uh, you, you could touch people with what you do and you, or, or you could spark uh, an awakening in somebody. I mm. think people are just left alone. People are isolated, not just isolated. They could be around a whole bunch of people, but isolated from information and from the real world. Because if you're not being taught certain, certain things or, or not aware of certain things, like how, how could you, like a lot of people are left mm. behind. That's my point. Yeah. No. We how could to, you? How, how could you find your way out of it if you if you're not even aware? I mean, yeah. There's right. the 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 isolation combined with the alienation combined with the lack of education, um, you know, the lack of connection. Like you're saying to something like music or any or a storytelling medium or the social bonds that kind of inhabit that. Um, I think you're absolutely right to say uh, that it was, it, you, people would be surprised how little it would take to really engage people once you once you kind of bring those very human um, things to the to the fore. Yeah, I think it's not it's not even rocket science. It's just about reaching out, and 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 you're definitely gonna get better results than than you would think. I I was working with this other association uh, about. Um, they were against gun gun violence, and then we would meet. It was an after school program. We meet some kids, and we would make music and things like that. But just to make them make them aware of things, if there's an actual election going on, hey, you know that this this person is running for to be a, a council person in your neighborhood, and they're uh, doing things to avoid, uh, you know, to, to 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 help, you know, stop you know, crime in your neighborhood or to, to, to help people out who don't have things, uh, lunches, money for this or for that. They could tell their parents, like little things like that go a long way. They could not only tell their parents, but in two, three years, they're thinking about that process. Some people don't even know what's going on. Like so a lot of people, one, one good thing, if, if Trump did one good thing is he politicized a lot of people who never thought about voting, who never thought about doing this and that. That's why there was the largest turnout ever. Mm. Is But that was the nuclear option. But I think we need, to, we need to take it to a localized option. And a lot of times I think 
we've been formatted to think so big in America because it's like we look at the biggest artist, the most successful is the the millions. Elon, Elon Musk is the richest man in the world. That's right on every page. And yeah. So everybody is like one. It it, it it disempowers you because it's like you're who could do that? Like you know what I mean? It it takes so much. It takes so much help, and it takes a lot of luck too. But people don't realize that small little small things, engaging with people, even online. Like even if you just you're not even in the street or you're not in a neighborhood that's a, a place where there's a lot of people that live. You could create a community online like we do. Like, rest in peace to my brother Michael Brooks. I'm on a Michael Brooks uh, group online, and, and, and you meet people who think like you, who are in Ireland, who are in, in the West Coast, who are in, in other places, and, and you start building awareness. And those things have, have a ripple effect, and they actually work. And people also, they want quick results. Like, this is like a 10, this is a 10 year plan. This is a five year plan. This is a three yeah. year plan. Like yeah. you, you don't have to worry about that. Just take little small steps and just start engaging with people and do things that at your local level or, or what you're able to do. And you'll be surprised where, where it brings you to. And I, and I say that being an artist, not knowing what the hell I was doing and just rapping, like, yo, having, doing things, recording myself at, at home and all that. And I've been able to travel. I've been live, able to live off it. I've been meeting great people, connecting with artists just by doing what I'm doing. So I think we're in a we're in a time and space where we need to encourage people to like take small steps mm. and, 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 and not really worry about and, and have a bigger vision, but not worry about it. Just take your small steps and you'll be surprised at like how much change and how much good you could do. Yeah, I mean, even the smallest step, I mean, you know, assuming things open up here and the pandemic abates a little bit, one small step would be, you know, one that I think I should take and I would encourage others to think about is, you know, step outside of your front door and get involved in your community, whether it's like a, an after school club or if you're in a church, you're in some kind of interfaith organization or local DSA or whatever it is. Yeah, because I feel like if we can combine the dynamism of the online community building with an actual like I, I, I need to find some term for it I'm, I'm gonna call it like the new surreal or something it's where we're so divorced from reality that when we just go back into reality a little bit it feels surreal and it feels yeah. sublime yeah. because if we can have these conversations across borders in, you know uh infinitely you know around the world and then also step out and, and be involved in our community I think we're I think it would just be there'd be amazing things possible and and um that's the, we'd be in, we'd be going into a frontier politically that that we hadn't we haven't seen before really because this is a new world with this technology and I think I think people have been drawn too much into it and it's depoliticized a lot of people and pulled them out but if we can somehow combine the best of both worlds I think I think it'll be pretty amazing. I think it, it undermines their plan because they love it like that because it's easier to control somebody when they're behind a computer screen and you know, they're beholden to some sort of algorithm. And like you said, it creates echo chambers and all types of things. But when you go outside and you talk to actual people, you realize it's not as bad. You know, it's funny because, and I come back to music all the time because it's my experience. It's what I do, right? You, 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 you'll go and you, sometimes you'll post something and you'll have people like trying to destroy you in the comments or like, 
somebody you feel you don't even you haven't met, but they 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 leave paragraphs and you feel like that person has so much <laughs> hatred for me. Yeah. But well, you never meet that person outside. No, because well, that person, as as a previous guest also said, like that's the person that is so lonely they don't even have anyone on social media to talk to. So they're just posting comments on like YouTube and whatnot, you know? Like it's really it's it's a sad and, thing ultimately. And, yeah. And it's funny because I know people with more notoriety who also have, you know, the more you got notoriety, the more you have, you know, kind of lunatics that get at you. And they're like, and, and that are have more controversial stances, but they're like, you know, when you go in public, I, I it's mostly love, you know what I'm saying? And, and 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 that's why we need to get back to engaging because the internet is not the real world. All that, and like all these people saying this and that, even these personalities, you meet in person, it's not, they're not who you think you are. They're not who you, who you think they are. And like, even, I bet even if you, you sit down and, and have a beer with some of these crazy Trump supporters, they're not, they're just playing a game. They, yeah. they, they just want to belong to something. And, and Trump gave them an outlet to, to, to feel like they had some sort of purpose. Mm. That's that like a, have, yeah. That didn't it's like a group of, It's like a group of like teenagers and like one of them starts to act like a dick. So the other ones play along because it becomes a thing and the group yeah. might takes over a little bit, but like, you know, they'll, they could potentially grow out of it. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I want to try and, join a political coalition with the worst of the worst white supremacists and racists and proud boys and whatnot. But I think people are writing off the entire swath of like that political uh, coalition, like a little too readily, like much to their own peril. I think, I think most of them don't know what the hell they're doing. There's just a few of them that are very toxic, very calculating mm. and, and very manipulative that, that know how to, how to, how, how to manipulate the mass. However, most of them just needed something to, to, to latch onto. That's why we need to make the effort to engage with more people, to, to give them a, a better home, a better, a, 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 a better a place, better space to, to feel like they're doing something and to, and to identify and control the narrative. Like, this is not your problem. These, this stupid cultural stuff is not your problem. Your problem is that global warming, your problem is that you don't have healthcare, your problem is that these companies are exploiting you when you work, when you go to work every day. Mm. That's your fight. And, and, mm. and, and, and channel that energy somewhere else. And, 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 and for those people who are complacent and who, who don't know what's going on, it's, it's just make them aware. Make them aware this is what's going on. If we all get together, if we, if, if we unionize, you know, at our jobs, if we, if we it, it, like we could actually dictate the terms of things it's like i see here it's like i don't I, I don't see a lot i don't see a lot of people like homeless people i don't see a lot of different things like the the, the the government does a good job helping people that need things you know if you don't have a job you're, you're gonna have money it's not you know and you don't have to jump through 20 hoops to to do it and it's it's a more humane and i talk to people over here too like they 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 refer to America as predatory capitalism. And yeah. it, it's just a different mind state. And I think we need to change the mind state. And America needs to move to the future because America, as, as good as they make people feel about being there and being this and that, uh, they're getting passed by everybody else and they, without having realized it. And they're taking a lot of L's too. 
Like this was a big L on America because everybody's watching him. You, yeah, looking oh. crazy. Huge hit to American prestige. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not saying that like Russia or China like would orchestrated this, but if they had, it would have been one of the greatest like intelligent intelligence victories of like all time in terms of harming the maybe for lack of a better term, American brand of the American company or country. Um, because <laughs> yeah, not not a good look. Not a good look Absolutely. for America. Absolutely. Um, I mean, what do you what what elements of the right wing coalition do you think we could peel off or barring that what what elements do you think we should be trying to add uh, or strengthen in the left wing coalition? I mean, like, I think I think unionization of like Uber drivers save save like everyone that had an Uber or Lyft job was part of some kind of union. I think that would be an amazing step. I mean, we're seeing unionization drives at Google and stuff like that. I think there's there's room in technology for some movement there off the top of my head. Well, I mean, that's great. I, th I think unions are where, you know, unions took such a big hit throughout the years in America. And because companies are so slick in their rhetoric and their the divisive nature in which they talk. I think the other day I seen something where, I don't know if it was Google or one of these other companies released a statement saying that they, they wanna directly engage with their employees. And that's that was just, uh, such a deceptive way of saying like <laughs> we don't want to engage with you guys as a block no exactly have yeah. more leverage we want to engage one-on-one -on -one. and and when people realized that the, this one-on-one -on -one stuff this you know you pull yourself up by the bootstrap that that needs to that needs to be dead on arrival like we need to do this together i don't know who to engage first i, th I think we should definitely build build the left first and I also want to hope that some some people that that are more leaning towards the the right or in the right will one day will, will little by little start waking up. But I I think once we we make the left look stronger and 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 sensible, I think I think we're just gonna keep growing organically. And I think also, you know, we can have disagreements, but I I I would I was really. Um, really turned off and I'm sure it turned off a lot of people, all that infighting that was going on with the left lately. Sure. With the overforce the vote. It's like, no, we could be for it or against it. What's the problem? You know what I mean? Like, what is the problem? Why is everybody like, you know, like, 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 you know, doors started, you know, throwing the F bombs referring to AOC and things like that. Like mm -hmm. to what grounds, like, what does that, how does that help? And, and and people need to realize that, like we we could disagree, but like we, we can't do it like that. It's it's, it's well, I'm, especially when we're trying to build the coalition. I mean, it's it's one thing. Like I, the whole thing to me felt like um, as though you were doing the Cultural Revolution, you know, in China in the fifties. As but but if Mao and the communists hadn't won the civil war, you know, if they were like a minority that just was doing their own thing, and they're like, okay, now we will decide who the pure revolutionaries are. It's like, guys, we're not even in power, and even if we were, like, denouncing each other is 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 not going to be something that in the long run is going to help us. You know, like deciding who's pure. I mean, that's the kind of shit that, like, you know, to be honest, our political enemies do. You know. It's, yeah, it's a really it, reductive it, 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 way of thinking. It doesn't make sense. Like, and it, it's very Trumpist in style also. And it, it, it's even to me, it's like, like you said, it reminds me of some right wing type type policies. But I, I started seeing it happening. I could smell it because just before the elections, 
a lot of uh, people on that side were starting to be just um, piling on on Biden. And I didn't understand. It's like, yo, Bernie lost. Like, he's not an option anymore. So wh why are you guys doing this? Like, I didn't understand. I, I didn't think it made a lot of sense. Like, it's like we have to we, we, we have to be strategic. We got we have to move and understand what's the next step. And I'm talking about before the election, like when Trump still and Biden wasn't decided, it's almost as if they wanted Trump to have another four years. And it's like, mm. look, we could barely he's not he, he's he's a lame duck and we could barely get rid of him. You, you guys are going to risk four, four years mm. instead of focusing on what was that the, the next best best step and i think yeah trying to trying to be too pure about everything is going to destroy every it's going to it's going to destroy a lot of the gains that we make that's just my opinion yeah i think i think a lot of it i totally agree i think a lot of it comes stems from um and again this is pop psychology slacker on his couch uh opining but like people are so hungry for their for their their feelings of righteous rage and fury to be validated that you know a lit like throwing a litmus test of people and or just or just having their anger validated in any way is is somehow the most important thing because they've gone so long without it being acknowledged in any kind of legitimate way so we almost i think of like street fighter and how like if someone shoots a fireball at you if you hit the middle buttons at the right time and press forward you can kind of like absorb it and it'll build your energy meter and you can fire fire something back at them later it's like we need to find a way to kind of kung fu that energy because it is righteous rage and it is righteous fury and it's, it comes from a good place. But like anger and fury in other situations, it can really cloud your judgment and really lead to you doing, you know, pointing your energies in the wrong direction. So if we can somehow, I'm hoping to engage in conversations of that type, because I think, yeah, like to the spear, the, the disagreements, to even call them disagreements is being kind of nice. Like there's there's a lot of vitriol that was that was turned inward within it was very ugly and like do, do are you are we gonna rage drive to promise to the promised land like yeah. you know what i mean like we, yeah. we're gonna like put, uh, put the the pedal to the metal and just just, just go and, and take all these curves and these turns like 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 just drive like <clears throat> let's build and cruise like one step at a time that, that's that's so how good. things that's how things are built, you know. And until you get so much leverage, then you could take like you could you could um, hit them with a knockout blow. But it's like it's like people asking for hail marys. Like you don't win football games. You don't by by, by just throwing a hail mary or shooting a half court shot. Don't make sense. You got you got to get yeah. small buckets to win the game. Like this is a game. Then when you're up. Sometimes you, you you're gonna get that that crazy highlight, but it's it's like they're looking for that, and, and that's why sometimes, it, who knows? But it's like I question some some of their intentions because in in, in this um, divided, polarized world of algorithms and everything, we're not. I'm not a YouTuber. I don't know how these YouTube numbers work, but they sure do. Mm. So they know when they do this. I might get a, a, a that video might might gross five hundred dollars. That video might gross seven hundred dollars. We don't have any idea of that. These people are making a livelihood out of doing this, and so their intentions are not always. We don't know who ha who has good intentions and who doesn't, and we need to be careful of that too. We need to put that in account, and and so we have to look at people's patterns. Like when you yeah. deal with somebody in life in general, 
I deal with people in music. There's a lot of snakes in music. You got to look at their patterns. You're like, oh, this person does shicey stuff over and over or does weird, questionable things. You got you got to think like that when you, you you think of people that are quote unquote on our side and and and, and filter out some people who, who who might be problematic when it comes to that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's really naive to not take that into account. Um, uh, I think you know, like you said, it's it's probably in like all different facets of life. Even Shreve, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not surprised that you would have encountered that in the music industry. Not exactly known to be like angelic in terms of its treatment of people. But um, <laughs> uh, what worries me, though, is and why I think it's kind of maybe a bit of like what makes this whole debate a bit of a particularly potent kind of poison pill is, you know, for decades, people have been hearing the rhetoric of moderation and incremental change. And, you know, you got to score the, 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 the points here and there to, to eventually get something. And they've heard that from neoliberal politicians and establishment politicians who have made promises and never kept up with them. And now a lot of us are finding ourselves in, in the odd position of having to um, argue that these people should have some faith in process and, and long-term strategy and doing the little things right on multiple levels to, to, to achieve a, a larger goal. But it's, it's a tricky position to be put in because for years that was the, the domain of, of kind of, you know, the political shysters, you know? So it's tricky, yeah, but, 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 I'm, but I'm definitely, but, but, I definitely but, think we need, to, we need to embrace it. We need to embrace making that argument, but it is gonna be a hard one. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, political shysters, you know, sold incrementalism and let people down, but you can also be a shyster and sell the, the grand prize. That's true. You know? So it's like, it goes both ways once again. It's just like, yeah, what you want the revolution? Like you, you want to do what they did the other day? Go and, and, and get mowed down by machine guns and, and, and grenades? Like, yeah, I mean, I want the revolution too. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah. just trying to be like, you guys might have kids at home. You know what I'm saying? Some some people don't. It's, it, it's just, I know for a fact that it's a marathon. You know, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. His whole mm. thing was the marathon. It's a marathon. Mm. It's not a sprint. You're going to burn out if you start the sprint, regardless of what. And just because incrementalism w w has been misused by a few people doesn't mean that the, the Hail Mary can't be misused too. And I think it's mm. being misused and people are being sold a dream, a pipe dream as to how things actually happen and how things actually change. Mm. I think that's I think that's completely correct. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, I wanted to ask you as well, because uh, I've heard you talk about this uh, kind of uh, in other discussions like, um, maybe turning more towards uh, the creative side of things, music, or even just, you can look at like any kind of young person or any person out there that's kind of um, running their own thing and starting their own business. I mean, you talk a lot about hustling and I think the question of kind of how people are, are hustling in this current context with, uh, with online culture and algorithms. I'm a product of that, you know? It's like, I'm a product of hustle culture I drank the Kool-Aid since I, you know, I grew up. I came to America, I was four years old. And that's all I knew. It's like, make it happen, succeed, go for yours, do your thing. And on the one hand, yeah, it did a lot. Like it, 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 it made me pursue a career in music that I had no background in, nobody from my family knew. I'm a son of an immigrant, so it's not like we had connections or anything like that. And I made it 
worked in my own type of way. However, it's not for everybody. And I think when you take it too far, you could lose yourself and it could be really bad for, for, for you too. And I think that there's a, there's a toxic aspect to all of that because you become very closed off. You can, you can be, become so goal oriented. You're ready to step over or do anything to reach your goals. A la Trump, who's also cited in a lot of hip hop songs be, before he was president as somebody to look up to because he, his brand was super entrepreneur, even though we mm. know it's, it's BS. So I, I, it's funny to me, but it's sad to me too because people are drinking it up. Like I'm seeing all these self-help gurus pop up and mm. everybody is being told they could be rich fast and they could do this and they could do that. And it's so egotistical. I even posted an article uh, on, on my Instagram about how even spirituality now is becoming narcissistic. It's like, like the people are spiritual, so they're better than you. So it, it becomes mm. an exercise in ego instead of an exercise in actually bringing us more together and living a better life. It, the, the, the accent, we're being sold fake quality. Like having, driving a, a, a Bentley is not necessarily quality. Mm. You know, like mm. we, we, the model, the economic model is destructive to ourselves and to the planet. Like we're seeing that. What, we're seeing it maybe me and you and your audience knows a lot of people don't even realize this, the planet is in trouble mm. so it, it's it's like all that is tied to politics at the same time because it keeps the system running and i i think that it is hard being part of hip-hop which hip-hop is so entrenched in the hustle hip-hop is making something out of nothing it's like people hip-hop started with people uh plugging into the street lamps, their, their equipment and playing music and start block parties like that in the street. It, it was, it was, they had nothing and they made something out of it. So I, I, I'm a product of that, but at the same mm. time, I denounce it because it's, it's, it's um, not everybody could do it and it could leave somebody broke. It could be somebody in debt. Mm. It could leave somebody isolated from the rest. Well, I think the future is more in, Every, anything that's cooperative, whether it's cooperative economics, whether it's a profit sharing type of uh, companies and things like that. We, we, we need to boost each other up and without, um, you know, without stepping on each other's toes. Everything is so 48 laws of power out here. Mm. And, and, and I, I don't like it. I read that book because everybody was reading it, you know, and, and was telling me about it. And I'm like, I hate this book. This book is all about how to cheat people and deceiving people and get into like some sort of quote unquote top, which is not even real. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing like a valorization of that um, culturally at large. And I think I think saying that it's not for everybody is a really good kind of uh, like trenchant way to put it because um, like, of course you want people to be able to hustle in the good sense and work hard and put themselves out there, take risks, suffer through challenges, you know, and succeed. Like that's, that's something that should be available to people, but to act as though that's the only way to live. And that's the only way to start a business. That's the only way to produce something in the world 
is yeah it's 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 destructive for sure like it's there's a corrosiveness and I, I think I think one thing that probably happens a lot is people get so plugged into the matrix and focused on the output focused on the result focused on the goal focused on the feedback from the algorithm that they completely become alienated from what they were trying to accomplish in the first place and therefore like lose a part of themselves right if if, if, if right. originally and, and, and their goal maybe... was to express something exactly and 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 it being also not for everybody it, what yo success has to be in uh, put in your in, in your own terms and you you have to realize you, you, success is not something that that's dictated to you externally you know? and uh, and it, you need a certain type of experience and self awareness to 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 realize that that you, that's what society deems as successful is, is right now is not necessarily uh, was good for you. And we see, we see examples of a lot of people getting that quote unquote uh, societal, societal success and ending up in real bad situations. For sure. Um, and also the, like, I think one of the more disgusting kind of uh, negative things that comes out of this is this, this faux um, kind of grassroots thing where people basically just pretend to have hustled their way to the top but they they right. actually you know had a lot of backing from you know their record label or i mean i think of what, what was her name the british uh, pop star anyways i can't stand her they like they they launched her career like three separate times and i think she finally took off when they're like okay if we put her in this one bedroom bungalow with you know some old old sweater some old sweaters and some cats people seem to think she's like she's legit that way <laughs> right yo yeah. i totally understand that because you see i mean even with somebody like elon musk as this as if he he's not getting government subsidies and he wasn't a privileged kid and everything it's like the music business the entertainment business they love these stories oh he was sleeping in the car and then he sang at a cafe and he got discovered. And now all of a sudden he's huge when you don't know whose family he's from and who invested and who's making money off that person, which is the real story. We're never told the real story because this world is about escapism and fantasy. Instagram allows us to do that so easily now. Like I could go to and take somebody else's um, plate of, you know, thousand dollar caviar and say that I'm eating it or rip something off of Google and say, oh, this is what I'm eating for lunch. And then take a picture in front of a Lamborghini and then do this and and people will believe it if you do there's it a, well. There's a hundred people doing that right now as we speak. There's a hundred people taking a picture of a Lamborghini to pretend <laughs> this. Did right you, did you ever heard of this dude? Dan, I think his name is Balazarian, some weird name. Oh, like of that. course, uh, Dan. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he ended up being like some an, a con artist type guy too. And it's like all these guys, and it's uh, it's a uh, it's a waste of our humanity it's it's uh it it's fluff it, it's worth nothing it's it's not gonna last it's not gonna be something we, we talk about and i and i, and I think that that culture is it's, it's a bunch of fluff it's a bunch of nothing yeah no it's the grist of a kind of de-evolved existence um and i've said this before on the podcast you know i think we are culture is in decline my hopeful spin on it is that it will become a more just society as we decline very, very slowly at a glacial pace. And then, you know, for 400, 500 years, we'll get hit by a meteor, whatever, it'll be done. But um, right. listen, I know you got a hard out in, you know, six or seven or eight minutes here. I wanted to be sure um, you could tell people um, where to check out kind of your latest stuff and maybe some of the stuff you're working on that they could be excited about checking out yeah. the next little bit. You speaking, could go on my- of, of hustle. This is the right, this is the good type of hustling though. This is the proper, 
healthy, <laughs> healthy form of self-promotion here. Well, well I'll tell history. you this, when it comes to my music, before I say that, it's just like, I decided to, you know, I, I used, I used to, I did everything, man. I, I did, I did like, you know, um, under the table type hustles. I did regular job, minimum wage hustles, regular nine to five hustles uh, until I just decided to just do music because I'm like, if I don't do it full time, or I don't, I don't jump in it. I'll never know what it could have been. And I'm so happy I did. Like I said, it's not, it wasn't an easy thing. I had a lot of up and downs and ups and downs. And I talk about it in my music and um, I've been very prolific. I, 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 I and I'm all about creating, you know, I, 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 I find pleasure in, in, in creating. So it's not like people like, yo, you put out albums all the time and this and that. And I, I just, cause I love to do it. I'm not even forcing it. And um, you can check me out at Napoleon, the legend, DA legend, Napoleon, DA legend.com. Uh, you can see my discography. You can see some of my videos. I got, I have a YouTube channel. Um, I'm on Instagram, team NDL on Twitter, team NDL, Facebook, Napoleon, uh, DA legend. And I try to really keep it, um, keep it authentic. You know, I know music is escapism and it's, it's people, it's, it's it gives people a fantasy, but I, I, I keep it kind of reality based the way I, the, for the most part from sometimes I do, I do take on moods and personas and things like that. But for the most part, I just talk about my life and, and what I, what I go through. And, and I think that people appreciate that because they get a lot of like very out there things or artists that can't really relate to their lives or anything like that. But, you know, I'm really what I rap, you know? I think, I think it's, I, I, I totally see that. And I really, I, I'm personally definitely one of those people that appreciates that. I mean, I, I'm actually someone that's really averse to uh, preachiness in almost any form. Um, right. And I think you do a really good job of avoiding that. Like ultimately I think, you know, Again, and I'll, I use the term threading the needle a lot because it, I think I think it's an apt metaphor for a lot of things in life. And I think being able to take your personal experience and understanding it politically, but also reacting to it creatively and having that be part of your kind of creative process, um, but for sure it's going to speak to people because it's not as though, you know, I'm, I'm listening, when I listen to your songs, I never feel as though I'm just getting, you know, an ideology that you're trying to lay out. It's like you're, you're telling a story about people's lived experience and happen and you, you happen to be politically aware enough to engage with that on a political level but it also stays personal it stays in the realm of storytelling and poetry and, and art and I think I think you know I'm really looking forward to listening to more to be honest so oh, I appreciate that man and, and you know it's important for me to and because yo I got all types of friends you know what I mean so so I relate to people the way I relate to everybody you know it's not like I'm not one of them dudes that you know we're drinking a beer at the bar hey uh, so are you left winger or right winger you know what I mean nah man I'm, I'm gonna connect with you on a humane level and sometimes politics happen to come seep into what I write and and what I have to say my worldview because I, I do espouse my worldview on things but for the most part I think there's enough of that other type of rap where it's like, okay, you know, I got big guns, I got big yachts and stuff like that. And there's a space for, for my type of rap where, look, the, you know, who, who, who as an artist wouldn't love a big budget? I could, I could get this producer, I could do this, I could get musicians to do this, I could fly here and record an album and this and that. I would love that. Why not? However, 
I use that to my advantage because check it out. Those people with those big budgets in there are, are beholden to a record label where they have to make that money back in order to keep creating and, and keep living. I don't have that because my, my small community supports me. So I'm able to put out music and you're able to get it kind of as I'm feeling it. You're not going to get an album like three years later. The, these mm. thoughts are like from six months back, from two months, three months back. And I'm able to keep doing it as I, so, so you, I'm like a living document that you could just follow musically and creatively. And I have the freedom to do that because I gave myself the freedom to do that. So I think that's what, that, that, that's the interesting part at, at being, being able to do that on my own. I have any restriction. I don't have to, I don't have to ask five people what they think about what I'm doing before getting greenlit to put mm. that song out. <laughs> and, and, and that's the yeah, reality yeah. of music that no, people that's, see. It's a fantastic point, you know, like unfiltered, un, uh, you know, unaffected by groupthink, unaffected by those questions of, well, you know, do we really want, do we really want to make that strong a statement? We might right. alienate twenty percent of our, you know, which is oh, the, we, yeah, we, where we, so much we, we media made, is, is that. We we made a, a, a focus group listen to the drums and they like this drum over that drum. It's like nah, fuck it. That's why this how I felt in the moment, and it's what you get. Like I have friends who were signed to major labels who who, who I talked to, and they, I asked them like, how is it to be signed with Universal? Like, and they're like, yo, it's, there's some some there's some good parts of it. There's some cons, and it's like, yo, you have to. It's 10 people working on your project. If you don't like it, if that project doesn't work, you want, you're want you probably not gonna get a second chance, this, that, and the third. I could put out a project that nobody cares about and be like, whoa, nobody cared about that? Okay, I'm gonna record something else and <laughs> keep going. Like a lot of these people burn out because once you once you were in the drivers, in that, that big machine business, it's hard to recover from that when you don't have it no more. So you have a lot of artists that you don't hear ever again from that were great mm, mm, because they, absolutely. They, they went through the ringer and they, they they can't do it in a small manner because they're used to the red carpet treatment. I'm not that. So it's like, I'm going to I'm gonna record regardless. I do one-off deals with labels. I might even have, a, yo, I, I could even have some big money from labels. I'm not going to say no to some money, but you know what? If if I get dropped, I'm still going to be creating because I could do it and I love doing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I'm really trying to stay as authentic as I can to like what I want to express. All power to you, man. That's exactly the right attitude. And I think I think more creative people, more artists need to, rediscover that spirit um, and stop stop thinking about the results, stop looking at their analytics, stop wondering what it is that they can do to make themselves quote unquote successful um, rather right. than rather than thinking about you know what what vision they have in their heart and mind that they're that they want to achieve and then just going for it and failing or succeeding you know let me give you another thought because like I, I, I take a, a few more minutes I was talking to my boy um, who actually works as an, as an employee at a record label at a major record label and we were talking yesterday and he was and we were saying how as a as a society we're missing out on great art when it comes to a lot, we were specifically talking about black music because we see that in, in a lot of uh, other genres, as artists get older, they, they still respect it. They can still tour, they still generate a lot of money. A lot of times with a lot of talented black artists, they get discarded for the newer ones that appeal more to the youth and things. So that we have like great artists that are not doing anything anymore because 
they don't want to like, they were used to, to, to being up there. So they don't want to go in the studio. It's just not worth them for worth it for them anymore to go to the studio and get 10,000 sales. Mm. It, and, but we're missing out at the end of the day because there's still very talented people who could probably sing songs that could change our lives or that could help us out, mm. but we're not getting it because of what it is. So we're really, like he has in mind, like where he wants to, 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 to change that stigma when it comes to like, when it comes to ages and when it comes to, 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 to a lot of the, what we attribute to success. So, you know, to, to encourage people who, who, who are very talented to like create. And, and that's really what I want to embody with what I do is just create, do it, do, do, do it just for the sake of creation and for the uh -huh. sake of like, you're alive, you exist, you have a voice, use it. You know, if you want to, you know, help people just do that all the way, you know, if you want to, if you want to design shoes or create shoes, do that, you know what I mean? And this is not no entrepreneurial talk. This is more of like, yo, whatever is inside you, you like express it. Totally. Totally. And, and, and Cause you're not expressing it. If you're holding yourself back, if you're not expressing it. And whether it's at work, whether anywhere, just, you know, express, express yourself in, in, in the way you are. And that's really what I try to do with my music is to tell people like, look, I, I, nobody put a mic in front of my face. It was like, yo, rap. Nobody taught me how to do this. Nobody said, do this, do that. I, I, I've been through the pitfalls. I've been through the ringer. I've been rejected. I've been, I've been to universal major labels, A&Rs, big A&Rs that sound the biggest artists compare me to the biggest artist. The biggest artist you could think of, platinum, multi-best-selling artist tell me, I, I'm this, I'm that, gassing me up. For Then nothing happens, right? If it's not about that. If, and I, when, once I realized that I don't even care about none of this, everything started clicking. Yeah. So it's, well, it's, it's like, like you, Yeah, people talk ahead. about that state of flow, you know? Then I feel like in, in yeah. when it comes to creativity, um, like there's, there's something truly sublime and truly almost like, uh, I don't even want to say unconscious. It's like, a, it's like, it's beyond conscious when you're, when you're the conduit for, for some kind of creative force and you're, you know, I mean, of course, you know, you, you're going to be using your mind and using your brain to like work on revisions and whatnot and editing and, and thinking about it after the fact, but, but in the moment of creation, you know, um, it's a beautiful Yo. thing. And I feel like people just need to to re-embrace that. It's pure, man. It's pure. It's art. There's an artist in all of us. And it's not necessarily an artist who raps, makes music. It's an artist in, in your conversations with people, making people laugh, making people feel good, helping people, organizing. And I think we need to tap into that. And, and, and we, we can achieve some great things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, listen, I, I, I know we could probably talk for like another hour here, so I hope I can goad you into coming back on mic for, for Night Rule again very soon. I, I've really enjoyed getting to talk to you and I'm sure the audience is really going to enjoy it as well. Um, I think you already directed people to where they can find you. Definitely. I think, I don't know if we gave out your Twitter though. That's um, Twitter, at, Team NDL. Yeah, Team NDL. Um, Listen, man. I hope you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your trip there over on the continent. I hope uh, North American civilization is is here for you again when you return. Um, <laughs> really, again, really appreciate you taking the time, and so so great to converse with you. And uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be following you closely. Okay. 
Yo, thank you. Thank you for having me on, on, on Night Rule, man. Uh, I love what you do. I enjoyed the conversation. Shout out to you, to your whole audience. Hey, yo, before I go, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, yo, thank you for sharing that mixtape, that Japanese mixtape with me. Oh, did I you really check it out? Yeah, oh, awesome. nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually one of the Maybe few things that's on my Patreon. Yeah, you should, man. You should. And uh, we can, we can, I can, I can send more your way. Like I've, uh, I just wanted to have some stuff up for the Patreons, patreon.com slash night rule. I'm now going to be one of those guys that says, please like and subscribe at the end of every sentence. But like, I didn't have any episodes up yet. So I thought, you know, I'll make a little mixtape for the fans. I'm, I might make another one in the next couple of days here. Um, and it's a lot of fun. You know, I get to play DJ. I think that's another fun thing about starting a podcast. I get to have, you know, my fantasy of being a radio DJ for five minutes at a time. Uh, <laughs> great, man. It's yeah. great. I'm glad you got a chance to listen to it. Cool. Oh, well, my work is done here then. I've, <laughs> we, can, we can talk, uh, maybe let's talk uh, 70s and 80s Japanese music next time. I think that would be a really fun conversation. For sure, brother. Uh -huh.